0: good morning everybody it is tuesday january 9th and it's the time for another edition of alhs tiger talk principal chris dibble here leading the way with jack skinness mike olson and a special guest today we'll introduce in a second guys how we doing,
1: good. doing good ready
2: to
0: go excellent so a special tuesday edition um the uh Professional organization I'm a member of, which is the Minnesota Association of Secondary School Principals, also called MASSP, and um, MESPA, which is the Minnesota Education or Minnesota Elementary School Principals Association, have sponsored this uh, little event called Principal for a Day. So we have a special guest with us today. We have Senator Gene dornink with us, who was elected to serve District 27 in November 2020. And if I remember right, they scrambled all the districts, and so you had to run again in november of 2022 and now are the state senator for district 23 and so we welcome everybody to the table uh gene thanks for being here
3: that's great to be here good morning uh appreciate uh being on the podcast i got a little surprise here when i got here that this is what we're going to do so Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah,
0: we don't we don't like to give a lot of heads up on stuff. That's that. If you're going to spend the day in the life of a principal, you, know, you get a, get a lot of blindsides throughout the day. Um, it's it's hard for us to schedule our day. So, you're walking through my typical Friday. You joined us for an instructional leadership team this morning. How'd that go?
3: It was good. Uh, it's nice to to see the the leadership and they're working together. And also got to have some good discussion on some questions and concerns that you guys uh, have that we can hopefully help you with.
0: So as as students, do you even know what the instructional leadership team is?
3: Uh, Not a clue. Not Not a clue. clue.
0: So what that is, is there's a, you know, we have teachers in the building, and each teacher is a member of a collaborative team made up in the subject area, and so what we do is we have one member of that team who acts as a representative, and we all meet every other week to talk about stuff that goes on in the building, uh, mostly about curriculum, but also about... Things that go on on a daily basis. So they're, they're your teacher leadership group that make decisions for you. And to tell you the truth, I was just talking to Senator Dornick earlier. We try to keep that as far away from the students as we can, because you shouldn't need to know what goes on behind the scenes. We just want you to have a good experience. So um, the fact that you don't know what it is, eh, it's probably a good thing. If, if we were talking about the ILT all the time, which is the, which is the acronym, Instructional Holy Leadership Fancy. Team, ILT, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. So um, Senator Dornick, why don't you give us a little more background on yourself?
3: sure so i grew up on a dairy farm over by preston harmony area and went to school in harmony uh went to votech here not here but in austin for carpentry and that was the uh, the trade that i did my whole life and i continue to do it um so 40-ish years um in the trades and uh switched to the carpenters union and went through their apprenticeship program and Worked for the union for um, 22 years. Got laid off in 2009 with the uh, recession. So we started a family business uh, in the skills I had, which is in construction, family business. And so that's what we do yet today. So been married for going on 39 years. Got 12 children, 8 girls, 4 boys, 21 grandchildren. And uh, ran for office first in 2016. Uh, It was a year um, that... uh, There wasn't a lot of interest in our race because Senator Sparks, who had been serving for 14 years, um, was winning quite handily. And so uh, it's always good to have an option, a choice. And so I said, hey, kids, what do you think? And my wife, too, of course. And um, so we we ran. Uh, Great experience for them, great experience for me. Uh, We lost, uh, but it was a tighter race than many thought would be. And so ran again in 2020 and came out on top. So that's a real quick overview.
0: And so, being elected in twenty twenty two, are you good for four? Is it four years yes. or okay? Yep, four so year
3: term. The, the twenty twenty was a two year term because they redistrict every ten years.
0: So this year, big election year, but you're not on the ballot. You can kind of sit back and kind of watch what happens at the national yeah, level. The state
3: senate is not on the ballot, uh, but the house is, and there'll be a U.S. Senate candidate and president, uh, but uh, and then some local, but state senate is not on the ballot.
0: All right. So uh, I figured we'd start today with just the day-to-day life of a state. Let's say one of these two gentlemen over here in the student seats wanna to, want to be a state senator. What's your day-to-day life look like?
3: Well, first you gotta realize it's a part-time legislative commitment. So we're in the session. So we have two years uh, budgets. So the first, uh, we have a policy year and a budget year. So last year was the budget year which was busy, uh, busier because of the trifecta, which uh, I believe government that's divided is better normally uh, because you get a little bit more point and counterpoint. So last year it was crazy because, as you heard, there was um, more bills passed and a lot of stuff happened. Um, So a typical day last year was, um, you know, you get up, you get uh, your first committee meeting a lot of times is at 830, I serve in the agriculture committee, the election committee, and I'm the minority lead in labor. So without getting too long and windy, (laughs) the day is uh, committee hearings. uh, And then you'll have listening to testimony on both sides. And you have to read the bills, try to get um, uh, up on what the bills are. When there's a lot of them, it's hard. And then also constituents are calling, wanting meetings, and you're meeting with them. And also lobbyists trying to help us navigate through some bills that. We don't know. I mean, you can't be an expert in every field. So they pick your uh, kind of what you're more proficient in, which is labor, agriculture, and I'm in mean, election, which is a uh, new to me. But so that's kind of typical day to day. And then we're on the floor in the beginning of the session. The floor um, is more just doing things, uh, preliminary things, and it's just paper shuffles, what they cause, cause call it. Because you have to you know our government is very orderly and the process is is a it's really uh, a neat process you know it's the greatest process in the world i think um, so there's a lot of that but then as we get going then we just uh, will debate on the floor uh, and pass bills uh, at the end then it gets really busy floor time because everything has to go through committee hearings first uh, the house and the senate and the bills have to line up Uh, to be able to be passed in the law. So they have to be, we pass it in the Senate, House passes their their bills, and then they meet, and they have to be exact. And so that's at the end of the session, uh, or end of the, yeah, the session, that's when we're working on getting language the same. And then we get that, then it has to be passed on the floor again. Uh, We debate it, talk about it, go through the thing. Omnibus bills are... Lots of bills and, and it's really difficult. And we, um, a lot of things uh, are good, and then they have some things that aren't good. So then you have to decide if you're going to vote forward or not. So okay. that's kind of real quick. It's so, what, so you, we're welcome to come up sometime. Love to have yeah. you. Yeah. So
0: what? So, so from what you've taken, you guys are both seniors. You've been through the the educational process here. You've only got about another fifteen weeks here to mold you guys into perfect citizens. You know, how much of this do you learn in the classroom?
1: Um, I mean. A lot. I mean, I definitely recognize a majority of what you're talking about. Um, um, obviously, what you're saying is a little more in depth than what we learn, but no, it it makes sense.
2: Yeah, say so for sure. Taking government last year, um, kind of that gave us a good idea. I don't know if we're learning much this year that'd teach us about it. As much, but...
0: Is there much government in that? Have you taken no. econ already or not yet?
2: Uh, we just started.
0: Just started. Just You're started, both yep. in it now. So, yep. so econ is a one-semester class right now. Okay. And I know that um, coming up here in the next few years, personal finance is going to be a requirement of this year's freshmen have to have a personal finance course by the time they go... Uh, Get the diploma. Um, have you guys taken a personal finance class? Did you have Mr. Uh, Jeffrey?
2: Yeah, we had him uh, last semester. Okay. Yeah, we didn't take it. Didn't take it till this year, but definitely, definitely one of the best classes you can take. Oh at yeah. This,
0: what at year would place. be best for personal finance? Do you think? Um, where where should we put it? I mean, if if you have a, a senator sitting here and they wanted to get a little more specific about where to put a finance class, where's the spot?
1: Um, honestly, I would say like sophomore to senior. Um, just because if you If you have the class when you're younger, you might not, um, it might not stick with you as well. Um, And I feel like for me, like I will remember this. And I mean, you can always keep your papers and stuff if you have the class at a younger age too, but it'll stick with me more, I feel like, because I took it my senior year.
2: Yeah, I like junior, senior year. I think definitely one of the last two. Um, Just help kids go off to, whatever they're going to do, college or into the workforce. Just Did it help to have a little
0: money in your pocket before you took the class? You know what they're talking yeah, about? Yeah. You see how much that. See how much of those taxes come out and Yeah. you're like, whoa, what's this? Um, so we're going to talk about that omnibus bill a little bit here, especially education. I know you're not on the education committee, but um, a lot of stuff went through at the end of last year. How much say as a, as a senator not on the committee, how much debate is there that you're aware of?
3: Well, there's a lot of debate in the committee hearings. That's where you get uh, the most debate uh, because you have those that support the bill and those that don't and the reasons. And so then you can ask them questions from both sides. And uh, they're done very well. The chair obviously is in control and the minority lead is the the one that would speak for the minority uh, party, which uh, that's what I do in labor on the minority lead. I'm sorry. Yeah, morning, morning lead. Um, so that's kind of the way it works, and then it's uh, passed. One thing I don't like about that I did a bill, uh, Representative Bennett and I did, on the one bill, one vote, and trying to change the omnibus process uh, because what sometimes they do is, uh, if it's more of a controversy, not always, but sometimes they'll uh, wrap up the testimony, and then they'll say, well, we'll lay this over for possible inclusion in the, uh, uh, in the omnibus bill. So nobody has to vote on it. You just kind of, you know, just laying it over here and, uh, and then it comes back, uh, in there sometimes, most of the times it does. And then I don't like that. I think we should vote for it. That's what we're there for to make hard votes. Sometimes say I'm against this or I'm for it. And then at least it's on record, but when it goes in the omnibus bill, it's, it's kind of like, well, how did you vote on that? Well, I voted no for this but you voted you know and it affected this which was good so that's the frustrating part about that uh process sometimes
0: and all those votes are public they are and, that's, <laughs> and everyone, that's everyone knows yep, and yeah. everyone knows what exactly and then you can look at it from a different point of view. Oh, I know you voted for this. Well, I actually voted for this, but this was part of it, so I know that's part of the part of the fun. So some of the education stuff that went through, I want to get uh, Jack and Mike's take on here um, to see if it affects your, affects your lives at all. We already talked about personal finance a little bit. What do you think of the school lunch for everybody? Have Have you been taking advantage of it?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I feel like, I mean, benefits a lot of kids, obviously, um, in the first place, and just nice for us to come and have lunch and not have to put money into the accounts do you guys
0: have breakfast too
2: um i do not but i've heard it's it's really good yeah not not too often once in a while come in but definitely should come in more
0: but yeah so uh, senator dornick and i walked through the lunchroom today and it's it's definitely more students up there taking advantage of that breakfast program than there was in the past um so from a, from a school point of view, I would say that the meals, and I know it's expensive. I get that. It's, uh, it's coming in higher. If I read uh, NPR the other day, it's coming in way above where they thought it was going to, and it's, uh, you know, we had this big surplus, and now the surplus is kind of disappearing on us. But um, from a school point of view, I think we can share that a lot of students take advantage of it, and we think it, we think it helps a lot at the school level. Do you guys agree? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I would definitely for agree. Sure. Yep. Any thoughts?
3: I know that was a hard one for me because uh, there's some people that don't need it, but I know that as I was talking to Principal Dibble that, uh, you know, here with uh, the lower income levels of people, I I, uh, I definitely support. I'm glad to hear it's working for you.
0: Yep, and that's, that's what we're looking for. So more stuff that's going to come in here. You know, you're going to have to take a civics class. You're going to have to be offered an ethnic studies class. Have you guys heard anything about it?
2: Not really, not,
1: not a whole really. lot. And no. it knows
0: a good meal. As I yeah. said earlier, we try to keep as much of that away from the students as we can, and make the decisions at the at the higher levels. So, um, non exclusionary discipline. So what this is is a um, it's a, it's a state mandate to try to get keep suspensions off the table. Um, do you guys even? did you do you sense when a student's suspended? Do you do you have an idea? You guys are pretty high flyers. So let's, let's go there first. I mean, a number of suspensions between the two of you. I'm guessing is I don't know zero. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, you guys make usually good choices. Have you seen any difference in in the school body with with any changes of how we're doing suspensions or discipline?
2: I've not. I haven't really heard of it. What's going on? But um, I don't know. If it's people I hang around, but. Just haven't haven't heard much about it so
1: yeah, I'm I'm with him I, I feel like I haven't heard much um but I feel like th- like with the sweeps and stuff um I feel like a lot of it is like a pride thing where if you have to call home they're kind of just embarrassed and it's like okay well I'll go to class because I don't want to get embarrassed um so I think that definitely helps a lot just the small things um to I don't know. Just keep them on the right mindset and keep them out of trouble. Yep. I guess.
0: And so one of the yeah one of the things that we wanted to talk about as part of this is a lot of the the things that happen from the government side have an effect on students, but they don't see it. Right. And so um, I know the non exclusionary discipline is bigger at the elementary where you cannot suspend a student in K like K three I believe it is at, at our high school level. What we've really tried to do is instead of suspending, building relationships with those students that we see having. More difficulties every day, and doing our best to keep them in the building. I mean, there's still times when, when a break from school is probably the best, the best option. Um, do you remember a lot of what went into that one? Was there any discussion with you with the just keeping kids in the buildings?
3: Um, I was actually on the education. My first um, term, uh, one of the members was six uh, for a spent extended period of time, so I got to be on the final working of that so that was something that was brought up and so i heard a lot um from some of the teachers and it was really a difficult one to listen to because there was some horrific things that happened in the classroom and the teachers uh some of the gals the testimonies well mostly gals it was some guys too but most of was uh, the verbal and the, the abuse so it was it was really a hard one that's like okay there is a problem here how do we navigate through this and i like to let um, you professionals kind of work that, and then us as being a support. And too often, I think that government thinks they have all the answers, and they try to press it down. And so, um, with that, it's a it's a complicated issue, and it's not something that um, specifically for me. How do I vote on that? I'm not really in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you and say, hey, you know, give me more information, and how do I how can we navigate this? for win-wins. So that's what I try to do is I say the answers are in this case in the schools and I'd have to go through it more. This year I did, well actually it was last year now, I didn't get to, I wasn't in a lot of those discussions and when that the English, I'm sorry, the um, education bill came through we talked about other things and so it wasn't as much uh, on the, the floor um, so I still stick with what I had said before that I think I trust that you guys as professionals in the schools every district is different every school is different different so we need to be more supporting of you and not always just saying hey, this is how you do it so there's that that sweet spot I guess is what I would look for and I don't know if that was I don't know if that was made or not it you know put you on the spot a little bit no it's it's
0: I, yeah we've we've, um, <coughs> we've been able to adapt um, to the to the new the New standards okay. kind of that were given to us, and we, I mean, we, we work, we do make us stronger. Not that we didn't before, we weren't just you know, you're suspended, yours is like feel like Oprah giving out suspensions or something here, but uh, we, it was never like that. But we are taking a little more time to make sure that student we can keep students in school as much as possible. But every once in a while, yeah, that breaks required. Okay, um, talking about supporting schools, I'm going to talk about career and technical education programs a little bit because the state government did a great job of offering some grants and putting more of a, of an attention on those career and technical education programs, which we call CTE in the building. Yep. These are your weldings, your woods, your residential electricity. Have you guys been through any of those?
2: Um, I personally have not. Um. I haven't either. I have not.
0: Have you seen the growth of the program in oh, the yeah. building, oh, though, yeah. just you know, from being in the hallways?
2: Yeah, I know a lot of people that go to those classes, love every minute of them, and um, yeah, they obviously use that outside of school, and a lot yeah. of them are Looking forward to using their hands after after high school. I yeah, know. so this semester,
0: so. for the first time, we actually have a two-hour block at the end of the day where we're doing a Welding two class where the students are actually traveling over to the uh, Riverland campus nice. and okay. using their welding lab, and we have our welding teacher teaching it, but 18 students that are going to be grabbing college credit for welding after putting about 80 hours in, in the lab. And so without the uh, work of uh, Riverland and... Um, And the schools, and then the support of the state government, these kind of things can't happen. But we're looking forward to getting people. And as a tradesman yourself, I think you can see the importance of these kind of programs.
3: Yes, for sure. Well, Mike, have you worked with your dad then? You probably have some. Yep, a lot of weekends. uh, There you go. Worked with him. So
0: good. Yeah. And we're gonna we have a couple more items on here, but we're gonna skip over the read act. The read act gives people every uh, an ability to read. It's gonna come to the high school for a little while to rig elementary push right now, and we'll we'll get to that as we get there. But um, school resource officers have been in the news lately. Um, what, what's what's the take from uh, from St. Paul?
3: Well, you know that was a very controversial and it continues to be, and uh, I think you guys kind of worked it out. But some of the schools, and uh, bigger schools that have more problems Uh, some of the school resources they took them out because they were concerned with being liable for things and that it was just kind of uh, not written quite as clear as it could be Uh, so they're concerned for the law enforcement and uh, again I think that we need to let law enforcement be law enforcement and uh, the government support them and not uh, try to make. I think they were their intent was I'm sure was good, but sometimes it's just written not quite right. And so there was a fix that's needed. And I know we pushed to try to get it fixed um, before the school year. And then it was right after the school started. But they they when I say they the majority party, which would be uh, the Democrats are in control of the House, the Senate and the governor. Um so they said they would wait and fix it first thing uh, well February twelfth is when the session starts this year and so that will be um, Yeah, we're top hearing on it's the, on there on the agenda yeah, pretty quick. So yep. So that's important, yes.
0: So we we do have a school resource officer, he's actually right over on the other side of this wall most days. What do you guys think of Officer Khan?
1: Uh he's a cool dude. Um he's he's uh he's really, really really nice, um, but at the same time like he can, he can get scary and make sure that, like, you're doing what you got to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's, it's nice to have him here because there's some issues where, like, teachers aren't supposed to be um, intervening with certain aspects of what's going on here, and I feel like it's really nice because he can step in and then take care of the things going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, same. I feel it's really nice to just have him here for – when he's needed when so our um, teachers administration or whatever the problem is when it's his turn to go in take care of business he can uh, go and step in and let the teachers and do their jobs
0: yep and um, hey we got him scheduled for Friday's uh, uh, <laughs> podcast so uh, we will be bringing in office school resource officer Adam Kahn on Friday January 12th for episode three um, as, as we wrap up episode two here. Um, I just want to give a great big thanks for, uh, to Senator Gene Dornick for joining us today for a Principal for a Day experience. Um, Jack Mike, thanks for, for coming down from Tiger Vision to help us out again. Um, once again, suggestions can be sent to chris.dibble at org. We did, are not going to put this one on YouTube because I didn't I, I, I didn't get the camera going today. So the only way to see this one is on the podcast. We have now been picked up. The podcast has been picked up by iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Google. You can always catch us on Podbean. We're still waiting on Apple. Come on, Apple. <laughs> Come through for us. We gotta we gotta make the big show here. But um Senator Dorning, thanks for being here.
2: Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: ALHS Tiger Talk is produced by Albert Lee High School Principal Chris Dibble and hosted by Principal Dibble, Michael Olson, and Jack Skinness. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Albert Lee Area Schools. Theme and transition music include Hot Swing and Acid Jazz and is composed by Kevin McLeod through InComTech.com licensed under Creative Commons. A link to the license can be obtained on the ALHS Tiger Talk website. Special thank you to Albert Lee Community Education and the Albert Lee Area Schools. Thanks guys for being here. Appreciate it. You have a great Tuesday and we will catch you next time.